Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, intimate conversations with some of the most exciting decision makers in the world of franchising to help you and your business adapt to unprecedented change in our industry. I'm Kieran McLoon, Deputy Editor for Global Franchise Magazine. Few other industries present the potential that cannabis does. Ever since Colorado legalized the potent plant in 2012, savvy entrepreneurs have been eager to explore the ways in which this emerging sector can be mined for some serious profitability. However, roadblocks and regulations have often impeded expansive growth. This could soon be set to change, however, as Unity Road, powered by One Cannabis, is looking to partner the ease of franchising with the potential of pot. Helping to lead this charge is Mike Weinberger, Chief Operating Officer for the Dynamic Brand. Mike comes from a long history of franchising and has now hopped on the cannabis train to help bring new investors into the fold. So what does the future hold for cannabis franchising and how will Unity Road transform from an exciting concept to a household name? We discussed more sort of, I guess, food and beverage. I was just wondering how you then made or why as well you made the shift to cannabis franchising. Yeah, I um... I've got two decades of experience in franchising and um, everything I do is through the lens of helping people get into business. So sure. it's an interesting path to go from, uh, I'm a lawyer by training. I went to law school to help people and about my third year of law school, I realized not all lawyers were out to help people. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to find franchising as a, as a career path and as a, as a vehicle to, as cliche as it is, put people into business, right? That's the that's the dream. That's the dream of a lot of people around the globe. Yeah. So um, I've been a franchisor. I've been a franchisee, franchise consulting firm, franchise law firm. Both I've owned all through the lens of um, putting people into business and specializing in emerging brands, infancy stage companies that have some white space, blue ocean, and uh, you know a good a good founder, a good story, and and, and growing them. So. Um, my path to cannabis came around about five years ago. We were to, we were just selling Maui Waui coffee and smoothies. I was the CEO and a partner in the venture. We were selling to Cold Stone Kahala Brands, um, which rolls up to MTY. So one of the bigger, best kept secrets in food franchising, I say. They are the biggest food franchisor in the world. They got 78 brands. Mm. So uh, good day was when we, uh, we sold that business. And the next day I woke up and wanted to know what the next business was going to be. And I, um, I'm in Colorado. I've been here for 20 years. So Colorado is the birthplace of legal cannabis in the world. And with that, I saw a lot of good people get into the business a decade ago and lose their business. They, they didn't have a support system. Yeah, They didn't have SOP. They didn't have anything. And that's where that's really where the, the birthplace of the franchise and cannabis idea um, came to fruition. Sure. And uh, you, I mentioned up top that you're the, the COO of Unity Road now. And what does what your role, sort of your day-to-day consist of in that position? And how do you maintain, I guess, um, productivity and motivation amongst your staff? Because I, I read that you'd uh, previously spoken about you used to have 420 happy hours and sort of a really collaborative company culture. Is that still the case? Yeah. Um, so as COO of uh, Unity Road, my, my goal and my role is to make sure that everyone, um, all my employees and all my franchisees have all the tools they need in their tool belt to be able to do their jobs. I, I like to clear the clear the barriers out of their way and make sure they everyone can feel like they can be successful in their own right and, and um, succeed in their of their own will. Mm-hmm. So it's become a lot uh, 
a lot more interesting. Cannabis was interesting overall because it's such a nascent industry, but it's become a lot more interesting over the last um, three or four months with um, with COVID of trying to make sure we continue to connect and have touch points. And, and let's let's be real, um, it's a difficult time around the globe. So I'm a, I'm a family first guy. Yeah. I want to make sure my employees put their families first and their health first. So if we look through the, we always use that lens and we're using that lens. We make sure we, um, we still get our jobs done, but it's, it's important because what else really matters. So we, um, a lot of communication over, uh, over Microsoft teams, uh, a lot of, a lot of calls, a lot of zoom calls these days. And we were able to connect. We're actually interesting enough having our first get together in a park, um, which will be good. It's good to good to see the team. We haven't been together in uh, the last ninety days. All right, that'll be good. Yeah, it's it's nice that people are starting to be able to actually meet up again, uh, especially when you know you've got that company culture, which has shifted quite a lot. But um, if we could talk a little more about cannabis as a product, um, would you say that the the general perception of cannabis has sort of shifted uh, in recent years? And do you think that's something that will continue to happen as more states come online in terms of a legalization? Oh, absolutely. You're uh, you're a hundred percent right. When we first started um, with the idea five years ago, I think there were three or four states that it was um, medicinally re- um, legal, and like one or two that were recreational. Now there are over thirty-three states, soon to be thirty-seven, that'll have cannabis uh, recreationally or medicinally legal. Um, in the United States and um, around the globe, it's you can see in uh, South America they're starting to grow, and in Europe they're also it's becoming a model. Canada it's actually federally legal, so it's night and day difference over the last five years. And it's what's really interesting is people are starting to acknowledge um, cannabis as as medicine, right? It's it's always been medicine for thousands of years, but now people are actually starting to understand the benefits, um, how it can help them, how they can get off of um, pharmaceuticals, off of even Tylenol Advil. It can help you sleep. It can do, have pain relief. And it's, it's not mainstream yet, but it's, it's pretty much getting there. There's bigger, all the big alcohol companies have kind of jumped into the business and um, big tobaccos interested. So you see it becoming more a, a staple of Americans buying habits that, Unity Road dispensaries will be found near the Whole Foods of the world, near the Chase banks, right? It's just be part of the uh, shopping shopping habits. It's it's no different than walking in the liquor store. In each state, you can see it. It's it's even more um, interesting to see each state as it goes through that evolution. Colorado, it's uh, it's just kind of in the fabric, uh, um, and it, different states like Ohio is just came medicinal and people are starting to acknowledge it, understand it and educate. Right. So part of my role as COO and uh, founder of unity road is to educate people on the, um, the power of the plant, both medicinally and recreationally, and then to make sure that our franchisees can take that message out and educate consumers. Right. And it's, uh, it's important. The education is really important. Definitely, um, especially as you say, where it is, you know, it's an emerging thing, but it is becoming a real part of infrastructure, not only in Colorado, but across the states and across the whole world. Uh, in terms of consumer buying habits and sort of how the the culture has shifted recently, I mean, we've mentioned coronavirus, COVID-19, which is still a big thing worldwide. Um, how would you say that 
COVID-19 has affected Unity Road's development, both in terms of, you know, growing the brand, bringing on new people, but also just, you know, have people been as receptive? I mean, we spoke to Justin Livingston previously for the magazine, the the VP of franchise development for Unity Road, and he said there'd been quite a bit of a boom in the cannabis world um, where people are still buying a lot. Is that something you've also experienced, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think the um, the buying of cannabis for the consumer, um, and I can only speak to the trends in, uh, in the United States, but it has not slowed down at all. It's actually picked up. There, we've uh, we've seen yeah. some newbies in. However, the the buying patterns have changed. So people are buying um, because of the obviously with COVID and coronavirus, there's been a lot of uh, layoffs, and the economy's kind of been a, a little bit on a downturn. Um, they're buying more in less frequent occurrences and they're buying um, products that are less expensive, if that makes sense. So mm. um, it hasn't, it hasn't really changed the, the bottom line as much, but it's, it's interesting to see the cycles, right? Yeah. And in, in franchising overall, it's, you know, franchising I think is obviously gets hit very hard depending on what's going on in the economy, but We've been fortunate enough to cannabis, while it's still federally illegal, is still deemed an essential business in every state in the United States. So we we were always opened. We were always able to provide the um, our products to uh, patients that needed it and consumers that needed it. And with that, it's it's standing out in the crowd and franchising in particular because that we we get, Justin gets is very busy. He gets a lot of calls every day about how do I get in this business? What does this look like? How can the how can I be a part of it? Right. Hmm. So we are, we are truly blessed and fortunate to be in the right place at the right time, trying to help people get in the business. Where cannabis is still federally uh, illegal in the States and it's more state by state operation. Um, I was just curious whether Unity Road has either been able to, or if needed, would be able to access the uh, federal loans that Trump signed back in, I think it was March, um, whether you guys have been able to get involved with that or if it's been prohibited. Yeah, we, um, we, we dove in pretty deep and we, we are not able to because of cannabis is federally illegal. The, right. All the loans and the way they were structured, it, they are not eligible for, uh, we're not eligible for federal loans. Um, I saw back in March that you guys announced a push to keep uh, dispensary ownership really local. And as a result of that, you signed up some new sort of family focused franchisees, you know, father and son teams and things like that. Um, as well as that family focus uh, in terms of your franchise network, what other pillars do you think of Unity Road um, appeal to entrepreneurs who want to dip their toes into the cannabis world? You know, why would they come to you specifically? Yeah, great question. So, we have a few brand pillars and, you know, family means family is one of them. Um, another is grit through excellence, uh, integrity, transparency, honesty. So what we're really looking for in franchisees and what we hope our franchisees are looking for and us as a franchisor is that true partnership, right? With the same foundational moral, moral compass. And that's, um, it's important, right? It, it's important in business and it's important in life, but we, our, our goal is not to have a thousand franchisees. Our goal is to have the right hundred, 200, 300, right? And, and those would be multi-unit operators who understand and believe what we're doing and can and maintain the brand integrity, right? Integrity is a, a key word there. It's such a new industry that we want to make sure we're, we're very careful as we um, select the right partners and they select us. So our, 
a lot of our franchisees that have been coming in are current multi-unit operators across other brands that from all walks of life, from Subway, from Planet Fitness, um, from Jersey Mike's. Um, and they even pre-COVID, they they were looking at diversifying their po- portfolio, right? They, they, they wanted to add a co-tenant synergy to one of their shopping centers, or they had an underperforming franchise that they wanted to maybe um, move along from. Post-COVID, it's become even more clear that cannabis, especially cannabis dispensaries, can they are the smallest anchor I've ever seen for a shopping center. And what I mean by that is usually you have big boxes of fitness or a, a Best Buy or, or a grocery store that can anchor a shopping center. In our um, footprint of 1,400 to 2,000 square feet, we do, we do significant volume that is a destination that can help out the rest of the center. And everyone that's seen us and starts to understand what we're doing is really is really that resonates with them and that's kind of bringing a lot of people to the table who have good business acumen but i really enjoy the fact that a lot of them are current franchisees and have been successful in their own right yeah that they they want the system they want to follow the rules they want they want to help grow our brand and that's that's how we're going to do it yeah Cannabis is uh, an infamously tricky sector for some to get involved with because of things like regulations, especially where it is almost a state-by-state thing, and startup costs, which can be sometimes prohibitively expensive. Um, what are some of the, the biggest challenges you think or hurdles that new, fran- new investors uh, in this industry need to be aware of and overcome? And I guess secondary to that, are there any ways in which Unity Road as a franchisor um, is helping new investors with these challenges? The regulatory hurdles are vast. Every state, and you'll appreciate this, every state I treat like a different country in the U.S. And what I mean by that is every every law is different. There is no, it's it's not similar at all. So um, we we are experts in every state in the U.S. and we help our help our franchisees through that. But to go to your second part of the question, I don't know how or why, more importantly, why anyone would try and do it themselves at this point in time. Because besides the regulatory hurdles, there are the hurdles of starting up a new business. Put on top of that, Mm. the new business is a new business overall, meaning it's never existed before. So while a a lot of people might have worked in a coffee shop growing up or a restaurant or in fitness, right? And they've, or they've had a career of doing these things, the longest standing career in cannabis happens to only be a decade. And we have a lot of those people on our team. So why would you go to recreate a wheel or actually better build, build the entire wheel, the hubcaps and the car when we've already spent the last decade doing it our collective operations, marketing and cultivation team have over 150 years of legal cannabis experience. And I, I note legal because that's legal in the U S yeah. so doing it yourself where you know, where would you start? Do you understand how to the banking relationships, your point of sale system, your cash handling, um, product knowledge? All those things they they take a while. So we're, we're here to help not only people in franchising get into cannabis. We're helping here to help people in cannabis understand that there's a support system out there right now for them, including current cannabis operators and dispensaries who have struggled. Right? They've got they got in. They're open, but they need some help and they want some brand recognition and they want someone to be in the trenches with them. And that's, that's really what we do. No, it does make sense. I mean, it, you know, cannabis does seem like a, 
an incredibly complex um, world to enter. So why, as you say, why would somebody try and do that themselves when there is this framework already that you guys have been establishing? Uh, you'd mentioned that the the kind of franchisees you're working with at the minute are, you know, it's an incredibly diverse background from lots of different sectors and all different kinds of factors. But um, what kind of business model uh, in terms of franchising are you guys currently pursuing with new partners? Is it more single unit or um, even like master franchising for an entire state? What's what's that kind of look like? Currently, we are in the US, we're multi-unit franchise operators. So we we prefer if someone wants to open one unit, that's, that's okay. But we, we're focusing on, like I said um, previously, bringing in people who would like to scale to multiple units. And they, they, a lot of the caliber of people we've had and continue to have as franchisees are um, people who've been successful on that, right? Not currently um, doing any area directorships or DRS like directors or regional support agreements um, for states. We, we really want to focus on maintaining just franchisees. And then outside of the U S we, um, we have not kicked off yet, but we are actively exploring international development. We um, were blessed to have Justin uh, Livingston on our team, and he's he's an expert in international development as far as masters, master franchise agreements. And mm. um, at my time at Coldstone and Kahala Brands, I spent some time. They um, that company actually had operations in thirty seven different countries. So we're. It's, that's on the list, but I, I want to make sure we're um, taking care of what we need to take care of in the United States. And then um, we, you will you will see us globally for sure. Yeah, good. Um, from a community point of view, does uh, Unity Road make use of or participate in any social equity programs, either in Colorado or any of the other states that you're involved with? Absolutely. Um, it's it's very important to us. It's, it is one of our pillars to make sure that Communities of people of color have been disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs over you know the last few decades and actually hundreds of years. So what's nice is the states have started to recognize that and have added into the licenses that social equity um, should be included. So when we work with franchisees, currently half of our franchisees qualify for social the social equity component. Right, and we're more than happy to try and help them win the licenses and get businesses. Unity Road is and this ties into social equity is the it's the intersection of where cannabis meets local business ownership. And historically in the US, a lot of businesses are owned by the same people and they're big um, multi-state operators or big corporations. And I, I believe and our team believes that um, cannabis can also be that vehicle to have locally owned people own these businesses, own these dispensaries, and help aid their community from both owning it and through a grassroots effort and then also create generational wealth so it is it is a good vehicle for for change that i think is needed sure that's really great to hear um the final thing i want to speak with you about mike is just what your thoughts are on the current approach to legalization in the states um do you think it's been fair you know the the kind of system of handing out licenses is that working well for you or do you think there's other ways which um should be considered to really well both benefit you as a franchise but also the communities which unity road will then operate within it's interesting so it's very disparate across every state as i was saying and municipalities how they go through the selection process the award process the review process i do think it's fair to some degree but i think it could be better Um, it's 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 very new so 
what I was in my life, I always try and look at best practices. So Colorado has been legal for a decade and the system had some hurdles when it launched, but since then it's actually been pretty smooth. But currently every state that is coming online is almost starting over. They're not taking some of the trial and errors that the other states before them have learned. And with that, you know, there's there's mm. issues in Missouri right now. There's a lot of lawsuits there. There's issues in uh, Los Angeles over the social equity component. And it does, it all harps back to your keyword of fairness. Is, is it fair? Is it inherently fair? Or is there corruption in the system? So I think the states are doing the best they can with limited resources, but it, it wouldn't hurt to have a unified um, company or system across the U.S. that was able to select the right, the people that truly deserve it the right way. Yeah. I mean, I suppose where it is, a, as you say, still a very nascent industry, it's understandable that you know all these all these frameworks aren't immediately there and it is a gradual process but by the sounds of it there's still a fair bit of growing to do um when it comes to legalization widespread absolutely absolutely um well that's covered largely everything i want to speak with you about mike so thank you very much for your time and uh i'm really interested to see what's next for unity road really in terms of you know where where legalization and does become more widespread and cannabis is more accepted it's going to be really cool to see how much you guys grow really and the directions you take it so very exciting times yeah appreciate it we um currently have 31 agreements signed across seven states and we've got a lot of uh, a lot of great interest so we I, th- I think big things are on the on the horizon for unity road and also for uh also for the cannabis and franchising industry so hope everyone stays um, safe and healthy and um, looking forward looking forward to growing the brand and uh, connecting with you at any time hopefully we'll get we'll get over uh to england sometime soon hopefully you will yeah that'd be great all right thanks mike cannabis franchising is undoubtedly a complicated industry to enter uh, especially for newcomers but mike's breakdown of opening your own business versus partnering with an established franchise system really highlights the benefits of the latter Um, This is especially true when you almost have to consider each state as its own country with regards to things like regulation. Uh, It was really great to hear that Unity Road is fully involved with social equity programs, particularly as half of their current franchisees would qualify for them, as Mike said. The world of cannabis legalization isn't only complex, but is also being historically detrimental for particular groups of society, so putting in the effort to right some of those unfair wrongs can only be a good thing. We'd be interested to hear if you have any experience when it comes to cannabis legalization and whether you think the current system is adequate for franchising or needs some guiding in the right direction. Make sure to get in touch and let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.